Well, partner, we got another one to another podcast that we got going on, and uh, we have a, a special one today, brother. Absolutely, this is going to be and this is going to be awesome. Yes, I'm pleased to be here. We have our chief of police, Jeffrey Katz. Yep. Colonel Katz is here for our one year anniversary of the podcast. Exactly. And if we if we think back to that first podcast and talking to the colonel about where we're going, how the department is doing, um, recruiting wise, um, with that partnership that we have with the community, this is going to be interesting to hear what's going on now after a year of being uh, on, on podcast. So I'm right. looking forward to that. Yeah, and we we also want to immediately thank our listeners. Um, who we received a lot of positive comments oh, on yeah. social media oh, yeah. uh, for supporting the podcast, as mm-hmm. well as behind the pe- scenes people like Chris Rizzuti and Linda Shaduli and exactly. Lena exactly. Shaduli, and we have a lot of other people who've given us a lot of good ideas. But and the talk vision, to all, exactly, exactly, the vision of the department where we're going, and we talked to so many different units with our police department, from investigations to um, forensics to our in, in, uh, internal affairs. We talked to so many people, right? And then it leads us to where we are today. Right. So let's let's get into it and um, introduce and reintroduce our our colonel. Well, hey, uh, thank you very much, and happy anniversary, guys. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. One year, that's a, that's remarkable. That's, and we've been having a lot of other uh, departments been coming by saying, we like your podcast, mm-hmm. um, uh, going through some of the things that we're going through, and, and getting our message out to our citizens. So this is this is great for this anniversary. Right. I, I, you know, I just think it's another example of Chesterfield leading the way and exactly. the way that uh, modern policing is done. Yes. And uh, I'm real proud of you guys for the work that you're doing, putting your... Uh, creative hats on, thank and you. Thank uh, you. and helping to share our message uh, and our our mission and our vision with the, those that we serve. Exactly, exactly. And we're looking forward to moving forward on the P's, um, talking about some of the things mm-hmm. that your your uh, initiatives have been for the police department. And we we've been putting it in the podcast that we've been talking about that um, protecting the community, the um, prosperity of the community, uh, and things of that sort. So again, talking about that that partnership, putting all those things to forward. Uh, you want to talk briefly about that first, your mission? Sure. Um, well, you know, one of the things that I think is important uh, of all effective organizations is that uh, everybody comes to work every day with an understanding of what it is that we're here to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And uh, we recognize that, you know, we have over 700 employees in this department, and everybody brings unique talents and skills and passions uh, to the table. Uh, and that diversity of um contribution is something that makes us better as an organization. And we never want to stifle people's uh, passions. So what we've done is we've identified four key uh, goals for our mission of our organization. The first is the protection of human life. Of course, that's the most essential thing that any law enforcement organization does. Uh, and then the protection of the vulnerable mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is equally in- important. Yep. Um, and, um, you know, and then the two other things that we seek to do is to establish problem-solving partnerships. Exactly. And, and, you know, what that means is that we come to the table with people to work together to solve lifelong challenges, right? Like so often law enforcement is called to situations that have been in the making for years. Right. Uh, and we've been asked to apply our technical expertise to bring stability to uh, chaos that, again, has been manifesting over a long period right. of time. Right. So we recognize that you know addressing the, some of these underlying uh, adaptive issues uh, is really important to um, disabling the chaos in the future, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So establish these partnerships, work with people. We don't espouse the ability to solve people's problems long term. 
we want to work with them, provide them resources to help them do it. But we recognize individual agency and decision-making and the mm -hmm. consequences of that. And we recognize our place as a community resource to provide additional resources to members of our community who are struggling with long-term problems. So uh, the problem-solving partnership, I think, is key mm -hmm. to addressing some of the adaptive challenges in the community. Uh, and then fourthly, uh, and I think also critical, uh, is personnel. Exactly. It's, it's, the, exactly. it's the recruitment, the retention, and the development of top-tier talent. Yep. Um, we recognize that we can't accomplish the first three mm -hmm. uh, over the long term without leaning into staff, without making sure that the, the positions that we have budgeted are filled with talented, passionate uh, enthusiastic, high-character individuals who are willing to put the community before themselves. Good. Right. Good. Well, Carl, let me ask you, your first P is about the protection of the vulnerable. Right. What does crime look like in Chesterfield right now? We've seen an uh, increase of crime, at least in media's reporting, an increase of crime across the country. What's happening here at home? Well, uh, the numbers actually that I got yesterday in preparation for a media interview this afternoon at 1 o'clock uh, indicate we have an 18.8% decrease in crime uh, year over date from last year. Okay. Uh, last year, we experienced an 8% decrease in crime. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't take credit for right. decreases exactly. in crime because we don't take responsibility for increases exactly. in crime. Exactly. Um, but what we do uh, celebrate with our community because we're part of our community. Mm -hmm. We celebrate with our community that we have less victimization in Chesterfield and that we're continuing to work together successfully with our community mm -hmm. to ensure that less people are victimized. Right. That's right. good. And, and that's real good because, again, we you hear it through the media, through other others saying that crime has increased all over our country. But then when we go out and recruiting, we talk about Chesterfield. That's one of the things that we do have a place to live that is ranked high in the state of Virginia. Right. These 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 numbers have just come out, and mm -hmm. we and we are proud of saying that. I was recruiting the other day in North Carolina, and I'm. It's easy for me to say I can sell Chesterfield County not only the partnership that we have with our community, but it's working because mm -hmm. it's one of the top five places to live in our state of Virginia. So we want to talk briefly about that. Well, yeah. If you you know, and and just going back to crime statistics really quickly. You know, I'm I'm uh, attuned to crime statistics. Uh, What's happening all over the country right now? Last year, homicide rates increased 35 and 40 percent throughout the country. Yes. We had the largest spike in homicides last year than we have in recorded history of documenting crime. Mm -hmm. um, that is profound. Right. And, uh, you know, this year we've got, you know, one homicide is too many. Right. You exactly. Know? Uh, but this year we have one less homicide this time uh, uh, Right now, this year, than we did this time last, last year. year. Okay. Um, so we're we're trending better in, as it relates to homicides, and um, you know, and I th and I think that uh, overall, the differentiation between Chesterfield and other localities is that our our community wants to be a safe community, and all elements of our community want to be safe. There are other communities in the country. I think that. They embrace the chaos, they embrace the violence, and they do so simply because of the fact that it creates a crisis right. that can be exploited for political purposes mm -hmm. or for, you know, for leveraging narratives and, and such. And, you know, Chesterfield, let's face it, it's just a, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to work. Mm -hmm. And our community is overwhelmingly um, in support of public safety 
not just our public safety staff, but in 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 terms of supporting the ethos mm-hmm. of what we do uh, in service to other people. Right, right. And again, that transition into the staffing, the people that we the retention, the keeping people here. That's the big thing because we look for qualified officers to work for Chesapeake County. Right. That means in every aspect of the word, qualified. That means mm-hmm. we're looking for the best. Right. Right. Come work for top Chesapeake tier. County. And we, top tier. Top we, tier. And we don't put up with, if you're going to treat citizens bad, we try to get rid of you. And you want to talk, we were talking about that earlier. About, yeah. um, um, some folks are not going to stay here. Even when we're recruiting other police department lateral transfers, some people are not going to make it through that process because, again, not that you wouldn't be a good officer where you're at, but you might not be a good fit for us, right. well, that, if that you, makes sense. You're, you're 100% right. It's, it, is about, it is about the mission, it's right? The mission. It is about the credibility and the brand of the organization. And, um, you know, there is no perfect science in terms of hiring. Right. Um, we do, uh, I think, a, a really dynamite job in our background investigations and the, the thoroughness of our vetting, uh, you know, full psychologicals, multi-leveled uh, background reference checks, polygraph, mm-hmm. you know, um, but there is no perfect science. And, and when it comes down to it, we recognize mm-hmm. that that probationary year mm-hmm. uh, is part of the hiring and selection process. And we exercise our, our right to not retain an employee who doesn't demonstrate exactly. what it is that we're looking for to carry forth our brand as top tier talent. You might be a right. first round draft choice, exactly. but Which I'm not that? interested in first round draft choices. I'm interested in top 10 picks. Good analysis. Right? Good. Yeah. Great. And, and Great. we don't try to get rid of people who don't carry the brand. We do You're right. unapologetically get rid of people who don't carry the brand because, you know, I'll be honest, nothing zaps the enthusiasm and the pride of an employee who carries their weight and more, mm-hmm. like watching management tolerate an employee exactly. who's not, exactly. right? Everybody knows who the loafer is. Yep. Yep. The question is, does leadership have the courage to address it? The, the answer unequivocally is yes. Good. Yes. Good. Now, and since you came on last year, one of the biggest things that's happened in the department was officer pay raises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was very significant. The county supported it. We had public support, and you pushed it as our chief. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, pay raises? And um, I know as a recruiter, we get questioned all, all the time, time, all the time about the pay. But yep. also, we get questioned about this department has the highest starting salary, and this department has this. But a lot of young applicants don't look at the totality of the exactly. pay plan. Right. Exactly. Right. And I love our pay plan. Right. Right. Yeah, so we have a we have a pay system. We have a military style pay system that pays people based on their their position and their years of service. Um, what is unique about Chesterfield's pay plan that uh, we we pushed through last year uh, over uh, and it it actually took about two and a half years to to work through this process with the support of county administration and our board. But what we what we did was we we created this military style pay system that will pay people based on their time and based on their uh, their position within the organization. We have zero compression among the ranks in our organization. We don't we don't tout right. um, the highest starting salary and frankly I don't want to be the agency with the highest starting salary. I'm not looking to attract people with short attention spans right. uh, who are interested in immediate gratification. 
what I want is I want to recruit personnel who look at the long game mm-hmm. because that's a that's a personality characteristic and that's something that I think benefits our community exactly. and our yeah. organization. Yes. So what I'm looking for is um, people to recognize that if you want to make the the highest starting salary right now, you're welcome to do that, right. and you're welcome to do that in another jurisdiction. Right. But what we do have here in Chesterfield County is the most equitable pay system uh, that exists in government at all, right? right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't, you know, for every dollar that I pay a starting officer who has never worked the street, mm-hmm. for every dollar more that I pay that officer, that's another dollar that I cannot pay someone who has served long and faithfully to this organization and demonstrated their competency. So highest pay goes to the people who have been here longest Mm -hmm. and who have done the work and have proven uh, their merit and their mettle, right? Right, right. Um, And um, some organizations, like, you know, there's there's an organization regionally that their starting salary is 12% higher than our starting salary, which, you know, that's a lot of money, Right. right? But our corporals on average, make 12% more, more than their, their corporals, corporals, right? Exactly. So what's happening is those folks who are working in that organization right now are experiencing the compression of watching the salaries of people who have not yet proven themselves increasing to the salaries of those who have for the last three or four years mm-hmm. been working hard for that community, and they're making the same, same money. money. Right. You know, and that's, you know, frankly, that's not acceptable to me. Right. I'm not interested in making the splash. I don't want to make the headlines. Right. What I want to do is make sure that we're paying people fairly, that we're paying people justly, and that they recognize that we will lean into them and, and provide for them for their long and faithful service to our community. And I think one of the things with that pre-certified program, or exactly. our also exactly. program is when there's a process to go through an HR analyst to figure out how many years of service they've had, mm-hmm. they they drop into our pay plan right. with their years of service. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, a lot of agencies will give you three-fourths of a year or half a year for every year you've been with your most recent department. But if you've been with another department for 20 years yep. and you qualify, we honor that on our pay scale exactly. when you come in. Exactly. If you qualify, and, you know, we're getting what we pay for because you've got a 20-year track record yes. of yes. proven performance, yep. right? Yep. So. Um, and, you know, and to those corporals who are making 12% less than our corporals, you know, we have a lateral program exactly. and they can transfer exactly. over and we can benefit. We'll pay for that experience. Right. And, right. and this is happening. And we, we oh, are yeah. getting calls all the time yeah. from local um, mm-hmm. um, agencies and they're asking if I'm, you know, with this department 12, 13 years, what's my pay? First, we need to find out if they're in the BRS. Are they in our same retirement system? Uh, if not, then it changes a little bit, not the pay. But the retirement, they can buy themselves in, if I'm, if I'm understanding well, that right. Well, you yes, know, we, I, I'm, I'm understanding there is some portability right, with exactly. local retirement yes, plans into VRS. In. Yes, exactly. And it may not be year for year, dollar for dollar. Right. Uh, but when you factor in um, the, the differentiation in pay, mm-hmm. when you factor in the work environment, when you factor in the, the, the equipment, organizational the culture, the, yes. the equipment, the training, the support of the community, yeah, which is, is huge. frankly Phenomenal. second to none, exactly. right? Exactly. You can't go out to lunch in a week. And somebody without pulling somebody, somebody on your, the side and say, thank bill. you for what you're doing or paying your or bill. Or paying your bill and anonymously. And yeah, don't even you know? know who it was. No, yeah. I, yes. And, yes. and uh, you know, that's uncomfortable, but it always leads to a huge it, tip it, for the waiter or waitress, <laughs> yeah, right? Does. right. Uh, but, I mean, what a phenomenal community yeah. to work in. Yeah. And, you know, frankly, I think people, 
They want to be part of something great. Right. And uh, what we've got going on in Chesterfield, and I don't credit to just the police department, but oh, to the no community question. as exactly. a whole. Yes. Um, Chesterfield is a great place to work and yeah. to live. Yeah. yeah. I know one of your SMART goals this year is tasked to our office to of recruiting, recruiting um, increasing the number of diversity and women applicants. Would you like yeah. to speak about about that? Yeah, well, I, I touched on it a little bit uh, earlier mm-hmm. in terms of, you, uh, you know, diverse perspectives and right. talents and skills. And, you know, we are better if we can see a more complete picture sure. of challenges in the community as well as uh, ideas and solutions. So, yeah, I think I think embracing diverse viewpoints and and cultures and experiences uh, at, at every level, at every level uh, exactly. is is essential uh, to making sure that as a public service organization, we are equipped uh, to have people who are making critical decisions for our community, mm-hmm. making decisions based on complete information. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so again, you, you, our kernel has been here for over three years now. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half yeah. years. And, uh, and if you look at when you first came to Chesterfield County mm-hmm. from Florida, from that area, um, is it what you thought it was going to be? Oh, it's better. Come on. It's so much better. I, you know, I told the Board of Supervisors a couple of months ago that my my dream job as a kid was to play linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And, uh, it, and I, yeah, that. well, you know, I was never I was never bigger, stronger, fast enough to do that. Um, but the next best thing is to be the chief of police in Chesterfield County. I mean, it is a it is an absolute dream, dream job. Good. Yeah, Good. it really is. Good. I feel like I've won the professional lottery working here. Good for you. Where do, you. where do you see the department going? I know that we just, you just added another district. Also, just got new schedules, and I understand they really like the new, right? The new schedule, or at least the option to have a new schedule. Sure. What would you like to see us do in the future? Well, I'd like to continue uh, every day, getting better than we were yesterday. Okay. You know, I think that in, in as long as we're hiring talented, high character people. Um, we're demanding excellence from, from them and everything that we do. Uh, we're partnering with our community, and we're always looking for the next great thing, the next best thing. Um, never comparing ourselves to others, exactly. but running our own race yep. uh, and doing it in a way that reflects the best of who we are as people, the best of who we are as a community. I think our, con- our department will continue to grow, will continue to gain momentum, and people will continue to want to be a part of it. We are not just fully staffed. We are overstaffed. And in yes. this day and age, it says an awful lot because we're not the highest paid. Right. But I do think we're the best. Absolutely. Okay. No question. I know in the annual report from last year, it looks like this year you're on track to try to hire four additional police service aides. Can you talk briefly about the success of that program? That has been very One successful. Of, exactly. Yeah, it's been it's been really successful. So, you know, in my own career track, uh, you know, as a young man, I started off as a police cadet in a suburb of Fort Lauderdale and um, ended up becoming a police service aide and then ended up becoming a police officer. So I had kind of a career track as a young man. And I recognize that um, you can cultivate homegrown mm-hmm. talent, yes. right, if you develop relationships with our, with our community youth. And I really think that's the best place to get uh, public safety personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we can we have our, our PAL program, and that that's blowing up right now. We've right. got a new bowling league, um, and um, everything we're doing right now is kind of stemming off that bowling league. But, right. you know, we've got, I think we've got, 26 people that that came the first week and I think uh, maybe 30 something the next week so you know we're developing uh, relationships with the kids through our pal program mm-hmm. 
we're beginning to transition our school resource officer program, our traditional SRO program, into our PAL program so that our school resource officers will become PAL coaches and right. mentors in the schools. And in doing that, um, we're going to continue to cultivate relationships with our youth. Uh, we're going to drive membership into our cadet program. And from our cadet program, those who are not college-bound, you know, traditional sure, college-bound college, student, mm -hmm. and less and less people are traditional sure. college-bound students now, and they're looking for a career, we'll, we'll be able to hire them right after high school graduation, wow. help them in their development through the police service aid program. As we grow the police service aid program, my goal is to have people working both on the street mm -hmm. and in CID. Mm -hmm. So I'd right. like to see an 18 month rotation where you're working on the road. Oh, wow. 18 months where you're working in CID. You're 20 and a half years, years old, old at that point. And transition You to go it. into the police academy wow. as, an, as a cadet. Uh, and you begin your law enforcement career. And of course, we have educational reimbursement mm -hmm. so people can pursue their education on a part-time basis. Right. Uh, if they're, again, if they're not a traditional uh, college-bound student. So, um, you know, I think that program, uh, you know, a lot of people talk, to, talk about the school-to-prison pipeline because they want to argue that law enforcement has a negative impact on children. Um, as, an, as a former Parkland police officer, and you all remember Parkland, Parkland. Oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting. I recognize, I, I was at a symposium last year, and, and or, I'm sorry, two years ago in Washington, D.C., where the United States Secret Service broke down every targeted school violence action that's occurred in the United States. And one thing that was universal is that every single time law enforcement intervened in a school shooting, mm -hmm. it was the school resource officer assigned to that school. It was never the right, beat officer. Right, right. It was never an officer responding from the outside. It was mm -hmm. always the SRO in the school, except one occasion it was a canine officer sweeping lockers before a dance happened right, to be on campus exactly, yeah, at the time. Yeah. Otherwise, the school resource officer has always been involved in stopping school violence. Right. And um, that's a passion of mine, right. protecting our children. Mm -hmm. Uh, is, again, it's part of protecting the vulnerable. Yep. It's consistent with our preservation of human life. Mm -hmm. um, and in and a partnership with the schools and the community. partnership with the schools right. and the community. Yeah. And we're cultivating uh, personnel, exactly. right? So, exactly. so really, the SRO program, the PAL program, it touches on all, all, the, all four, four of the things exactly. that we do. Exactly. And, that, so, and that, yep. in that way, we invest heavily in it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I call that our school-to-squad pipeline. Okay. Oh, if good. you can, if you can argue the negative, you can argue the positive. Yep. Yep. It's a matter of focus. Well, that's good. That's yep. good. And again, yep. we need to be in the schools and uh, and especially get them at that age. Yeah. Because now you get them. They know the community. That partnership that we have. Our yeah. kids are attending these schools as well. So you get that partnership with the police department, which is awesome. Well, you know, and I I, I want to touch on that. I had an opportunity to meet with the. African-American club at uh, Thomas Dale High School about mm -hmm. two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. They came to the station. We sat down. We had a great conversation, probably about three hours. Started off with a lot of questions about implicit bias and a right. lot of the things you hear in the media sure. and stuff. At the end of the meeting, there was such camaraderie among all of us in this, in this meeting that they actually agreed <laughs> to uh, creating a poster for Chesterfield County Schools, helping students identify what the role of a school resource officer is. Oh, that's wow. And uh, yeah, and I was wow. like, I was, and that was their idea. I was so enthusiastic about that and I'm very excited. Again, not, problem solving partnership, yep. an interpersonal relationship, people sitting down and coming together with yep. divergent exactly. views, exactly. talking it out, understanding each other, and then walking away 
not just as allies, but as partners. Right, right. Yeah. And that's special. And that's what it's all about. That's special. Yeah. That is great. There are a lot of people out there that want to scare people, rip people apart, mm-hmm. and create chaos in order to leverage that for their because own that's benefit. It. Bingo. Um, but you know what? That's not how leadership exactly. is done. That's how exploiting people's fear is mm-hmm. done. Here we embrace leadership. Good. That's good. I, that, that that's, is good. that's a great, great, great um, example. And that of grew that out of, I guess, a club president just simply reaching out to someone in the department and made his way to you. Yeah, you know, we got an email. Right. And, you know, I hate email, right? You know, that's another goal. <laughs> right. That's another goal of our department is to reduce email by 10%, right, this year. Yeah. I hate email. So, yeah, they wanted to be, me, you know, they wanted to answer questions via email. I said, let's sit down, right. you know? And then they said, well, let's get together via Zoom. And I said, no, let's sit down, you know? And then we did. We sat down, and good. it worked. Good. It that's worked. good. That is, that is great. Well, I mean, we, 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 we didn't talked a lot. Um, got a lot of information. Anything that we need to... Um, that's coming around the, the block or, or anything that we need to know about so we can start yeah. talking about it you in know, our office. Last time you told us about the bid policy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, now, that was major news. It was major news. I don't have any I don't have any breaking news for you today, okay. Elliot. On air. That, we can do it off. I know air. you're yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but good. So, so good. no no new Corvettes for the department, no Hummers, no. Yeah, no, not, nothing over the top. But you know, I do, I do want to share with our listeners one development I think that we've made this year that I think is extraordinary and and definitely a pioneering move. And we uh, assigned a full time wellness coordinator, Cody Johnson, oh, oh, yes. to our academy. Yes, yes. And Cody serves as you know we recognize that the work that our people do is hard. Yeah. Uh, that developing resiliency and, um, and and dealing with cumulative stress is, is something that everybody has to do. If we do it well and we do it right, it will make us stronger. Right, right, right? right. It doesn't make us weaker. Right. Uh, and Cody is here to help us do that. Good. So, you know, anybody who needs uh, peer support, anybody who wants to avail themselves of the employee assistance program, mm-hmm. anybody who wants to work on their nutrition, their fitness, their mile pace, whatever it may be. Right. They can reach out to Cody, and Cody's full-time job is to help people be better versions of themselves and individually so that collectively we can be better as an organization. She's good at it. And that's a a real investment in our people because people are the things that make this work. Exactly, exactly. Well, I know that you listen to every podcast, and this comes up when we have talked to our detectives and people in stressful jobs. What do you do to alleviate stress for you? What's your stress management plan? I run. I run a From lot. From people or? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so you're I, a runner. I, I run a lot. I ran six miles this morning. I, oh, I, awesome. I run all the awesome. time, uh, about 100 miles a month at this point. My goal is to reach 1,000 miles this year. Oh, good for you. Wow, that's yeah. good. Wow. But that's where, you know, that's where I get my, my best thinking done. Oh, yeah. uh, it's where I do creative problem solving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where I detach from the world. And frankly, if it weren't for that, I would probably be bald. Yeah. <laughs> right? so, not that you're not bald. Well, you know, eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, again, another great podcast. Um, Colonel, we want to thank you. I mean, yeah, that's thank you very much. Our anniversary, we had that one-year anniversary, and you came back and gave us some great information. Um, Good real talk? Real talk, exactly. And that's what it's all about, having real talk. And I know there are not a lot of departments in this, in this country that's doing what we're doing, uh, having a real talk with not only our leaders but our, 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 our chief of police department. Uh, we think we want to thank you. We really do want to thank you for that. Well, I want to thank you, gentlemen, for the for the great work that you do all year long. Thank and, you. Uh, I really appreciate you. 
And we're going to continue that, partner. Yep. We're we going will. to continue bringing yeah. folks here and, uh, and talk about things that are going on in our community, talk about that partnership that we have in our community, and not only with the community, but with our police department as well. Absolutely. We'd like for all of our listeners to know we are still hiring for police officers. That's it. And you can simply go to ChesterfieldPD.com. That's ChesterfieldPD.com to apply, to learn more about the position as well as other positions we have to offer. You can follow us on all of our social media accounts, and we really appreciate your time and effort. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Another good one, partner. Thank you.